0: Alrighty, the review, um, this week, round three, yeah, <sighs> a sad one, um, wasn't expecting to have to, well, I wasn't hoping to have to do one of these so early, one of these somber, um, little dissections of a, of Port Adelaide loss. I guess I was, you know, with West Coast, we were hoping, um, for, a, um, a bit of a idea of where we're at against a big side, a big good side again, over in their home turf as well, it's a good test, um. And I guess if I was doing a review that was after a close loss, a hard fought loss, um it would be a different vibe, you know, the vibes change depending on how you lose. Um this one was a it, we didn't lose we didn't lose well. Um it was it was I think oh, I don't know. I don't know about you out there, Port fam, Creed fam, but I think within what well, it was about sixteen minutes ago in the first quarter it was looking a little dicey already. <laughs> You're starting to wonder like you know and Teams can have real slow starts and then bounce right back into a game, but you need to start bouncing back quick. And the, the problem was we never bounced into the game after that. Um, we got a goal, I think, after they kicked the first four, but then they went right down and, and scored again. And you just knew then. Um, and it's not that I look at the first. You just you just know unless something drastically changes. Um, and you can have some big comebacks here and there in the AFL and history. And, and it happens. It happens often enough. Um, we saw uh, Hawthorne do it to the Bombers in the first round, and... And those things can happen, but you, you you look at a side like West Coast over on their home turf playing the way they were, it was just like I can't see a way back into this game, unfortunately. And with that twenty six point deficit um, at quarter time, you thought, well, you got At that point, it was um, start, you, you were feeling like you're already um, starting to look for the miracles, um, and the miracle then was going to be needed was going to be come out in the second second quarter and and find a way back into the game and reduce that deficit. And instead, it blew out and doubled, and we we're were two points down at halftime, and the game was. Um, yeah, effectively lost. Um you still got four quarters to play, but coming back from fifty two points down at halftime over against West Coast in the West would have taken um a, a performance that would have been talked about through through the annals of history if it had actually um been able to be pulled off, but it was not. And while they valiantly fought in the second half to not let it blow out more and I'll talk about that later on as, as a as a positive. Um Unfortunately, where the game was won and lost was in that first half, and we were well and truly outclassed on the night. Um, and that doesn't mean that we're outclassed for the season. It doesn't mean that the water suddenly suddenly trash. Um, it just means that on the night we were not good enough, and that those are the things we've got to look at. So that's what we will look at. It was a weekend of uh, footy that was already um, shaping up with some big upsets and. Um, are not big upsets, I guess. We're starting to kind of find a trend in um, the teams and what who's winning, who's losing, and kind of where teams are at at the moment. Um, but earlier in this same day, we'd seen um Sydney really go down to go down to uh the MCG against the reigning premiers, the Richmond Tigers, who we do have this week, um, and uh go down there and get a really big, comfortable win, um, and really blow, blow Richmond off of their own park, and um. It was kind. Of, it was kind of reminiscent of looking at um, back at round one when um the Crows beat Geelong, and it was a big big boil over, and we were all looking at that, going, okay, this is kind of the sign of what Port need to not do, um, when they go when they uh, go to North Melbourne the next day was um you know I I did that in my preview I said look, this was a a good lesson in what can happen if you don't bring the right intensity and 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 don't bring your best footy to the park and every and. And we're probably kidding ourselves if we think a team will do it every week. You know, not, you know, the undefeated season is like a is a holy grail, really. But, you know, there's going to be losses at some point, but it's it's kind of how you lose it sometimes, how it's um, framed. And, you know, you look at Richmond and go, they got a little bit embarrassed and touched up. And, um, and they're a premiership side, and and they won't let that kind of get to them. So that'll be the, the other part of this review. But, um, you know, they did get a touch-up from Sydney, and Sydney are actually looking like a really... A really dangerous side this year with their their draft picks and just you know, kind of how they've how they've rebuilt the rebuilt the um, squad a little bit there and um, yeah so they got a touch up and it was like it was, you look at that and go okay so um, you you need to bring the contest every time and um, and you know Inkle seems to and does talk about that a lot as well with us and. But that's that's what we didn't do, you know. We we get into the game, and you've got all that history of the day, and 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 Richmond losing, and you're kind of looking at that, going, okay, that opens up again. You know, if we can get out of, get out to the west and um do our job, then we're starting to see a little gap open at the top of the table already, because you've got um Geelong having lost already, um you know Brisbane having had a um almost an 0-3 start, um but a, a good win against Collingwood. They're one and two, and then if you can get a win against West Coast, when Richmond have just picked up their first loss, and then go out, go, go to um, back home to and play Richmond, you could be looking at four and zero with the other teams all having a loss or two already, and it's um, you know, in and in a year that the table is going to be could get quite congested if teams keep winning and losing against each other, and 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 as well as picking up some losses here and there against other teams that that weren't expected, um, that will um really affect the table. So if you can catch those breaks, um. And I would have thought, you know, it would have been nice. Um, you know, I would have thought the Port Boys would have looked at that maybe and, and maybe to their detriment too. Who knows? Um, but, you, you know, that's the kind of th- things we need to be looking at is the, where we can get that, that separation on the table and, and solidify that top four position as early as possible. Um, and percentage plays a role in that. And again, the second half of the game was um, important to that. But, yeah, you would have thought going into the game there's, be, there's just – all the talk's been, this game has been on the on the calendar for a lot of um, non-port or West Coast people this week as well. There's just so much talk about it. It is um, it is really surprising how unprepared we looked um, in those first 5, 10, yeah, 20 minutes of the first half as a whole, really. But particularly, you know, you can get just the first... They, they, we did not look ready to go. And um, I'm unsure of what that is, and, and sometimes it's... Um, these things can be kind of compounded by another team being like at their absolute best and and ruthlessly punishing you for being unprepared. You know, we we could look back at round one and go, you know, North, we had a slow start against North, but they didn't really punish us for it. Um and, and we were able to get back into the game and, and we were never really at it, you know, it was it was just it was tight early and North couldn't didn't have the skills and the weapons and the and the kind of um you know momentum to punish us for it, um but west coast do, and they they punish us early and they punish us often um and that's and that's kind of where a game can be won and lost again is it, it can be very early um when the when the tone is set if you're playing a good team, and you know they have the west coast crowd behind them and 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 you know a lot of people talk about the you know going to the west west is a tough road trip um a lot of teams get blown out over there um it's not an unusual thing, but we thought we were um we do think and we do um, believe that we're better than that. Um, so, but that's, that's where it, and it's, and it's a, and there's a lot of things that went on in that, you know, the, 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 it starts right from the middle and um we knew um there was going to be a battle with Nick Natanui. He is one of the out and out most, you know, creative, talented players in, in, in the league. And, He's um, playing in the ruck and, and with that midfield as well. And, you know, we we're actually doing all right in the hit-outs. But then um, the West Coast midfield was just so much more ready to read. It was just so much better at reading the ball and seeing where the ball drop was going and the clearances were just getting smashed. And it felt, um, I did my West Coast preview and I was talking about Port at Norwood the other night. Um, and it was like it was very reminiscent of that. It was just, you know, despite some uh, decent... Go at it and hit outs. um you know just the 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 opposition midfield was just that much better at reading the ball and getting the clearances and and it was like that for us too um it was just and the heat was on, and we just weren't ready for it um you know this the the pressure uh our entire midfield really wilted in that first half um and it was a, it was just it was a sobering thing to see um and you can see when um and you know maybe it's uh, you know, who knows if a Rockliffe would have helped in that situation or just a little bit more experience in there. Um, you know, it's a game like this that so we really miss um Sam Pal Pepper and um he's back in the fold now and and um and starting to train up and get ready to go so we'll we'll um definitely um be ready to have him back and it was just it was this kind of game that um you know a few of those you know and the depth is there and and we should be at it and that's the thing is the depth is there and with this there was a strong enough side out there to do the job. It's just you see when things are going bad like that straight up early, um, you can see where the guys that those experienced heads will leverage leverage that gap a little bit. Um, but you know, there's there's no excuse either. You know, injuries happen, and um, you know, Pal Peppers out with an, an injury of sorts, and then you've got um and Rockliffe was just um just out with the with the depth that we're trying to do, and um, William Drew and, and and those guys coming in and and it's that side should still be good enough to do the job. So it was just um, a compounding of issues from the start. It was just we were re- weren't ready to go and West Coast were... And, you know, to West Coast credit, they were like, this is what you do when you're a good side and if a team comes out a bit slow and you're you're feeling on, um, you put the pedal down straight away and, and put the game beyond them as soon as possible. And that's what they did. Um, they were electric. They And, you know, it's funny, I'll get to the tools thing later. but they They had a similar, like a three a really tall forward line and they utilized theirs but that was it was built from the midfield a little bit and then um and just able to and they were just just feeding them chance after chance after chance after chance. Um it was just coming in there like at, at all angles from and and that's just what happens when you when you have that much control of the ball. And that's what Hinkley said they just had that, that much control of the ball and they controlled the game, they controlled the pace. Um they were able to dictate where where, where it was going and, and there was just times when, you know, the, the the play almost play on a big called, and the, we were still just standing back and letting them, letting them dictate. Because I think we just trying to stem the flow. But um, you know, that's just how it goes when you're playing a game like this. Um, and and you can't get any of the bowlers that there t- that tall forward line will suddenly look very, very potent. So um, I did make commentary on, on Twitter on the night. I, I was a bit, and that was just frustration at halftime about Marshall and him not getting into the game. And it was it was. Unfortunately, the storyline was going into this game was port, um, you know, going with Marshall and Georgiades, and and I think most of us would have preferred one or the other. Um, yeah, I'm, I'd be happy, um, playing this experiment, um, and seeing how this goes in future. Um, but it depends on the opposition. I just didn't think this was the game to do it. Um, but look, they to their credit, um, Georgiades looked really. Um, looked good early. He was there for for a long time. He was our only goal, only goalkeeper, and had a couple of them as well. Um, you know, he's. I, I continue to be impressed with his um athleticism at ground level as well as um as well as his power in the air. He's like a really good leaping forward, and um and he moves moves really well quickly, and and he can gather gather from the ground as well. There's a lot of impressive things about Giorgiati's game. Um, unfortunately, Marshall wasn't there too much in the first half, which was which was my issue. I think was like when the, when the heat was on, but that was more. You know, in hindsight, there was a lot of things going on in that game that didn't allow any of our forwards. You know, some people were saying, "Well, what about Dixon?" I'm like, "Well, Dixon was uh, every time I saw Dixon, he was taking a market, I, like on the wing. Um, you know, he was trying to get into the game and he was essentially sacrificing his own game to move up and add some body up the ground, and then he was hoping, I guess, with the and that is when you're looking at a game where you've got Marshall, Georgiades and Dixon in the game, I think Dixon was with the game where the game was going, he's getting up the ground, adding some body, getting some marking power up the ground, and then he's going to be able to wheel around and and move the ball forward and hope that because we've got Marshall and Georgiades up there, like there's a there's a thing there that you can see it would work if the game was going better. It's just no we can get nothing going. You know, Dixon when he took that there was a few moments in that game, you know, heartless slipping, um I saw a great video on Twitter somewhere of like someone is like um, you know put put the edited the video and put the like you know the 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 thing from Mario Kart where it's cycling through which weapon you're gonna get and, you know flashes up a banana skin use the banana skin throw it out and they throw it right at um, Heartless feet as he slips. Um, so look, you 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 need the self-deprecating humor to get through these moments, and I appreciated seeing that whoever posted that on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know Heartless slipping when he's kicking the ball, and that one I think he kicked it. And any other game, you scrub a kick like that, and it's embarrassing, and it just goes out, and nothing happens. But I think that one came right, right back in, and it was a mark and a goal. It was just like that's just that sums up the night really. Um, and then you have Dixon gather the ball on the um, boundary, and he kind of he starts running forward, and he looks to outlet a hand ball, and it kind of just the ball slips out of the the, the cradling hand as he's going to handle, and just like floats forward and goes out of bounds, and. And you can see Dixon's trying, he's he's busting his gut to get up the ground and do those kind of things. It just wasn't happening and and you know, that's that's just sums it up, you know. It, so the Tools could've you know, you can see you can see why, you know, Dixon moving up the ground. Like he did add some marking power and body in the middle there sometimes when when we weren't we were struggling to cut through the midfield. Um but you do want him up forward, but then you can see like look if he's thinking you know, got Marshall and Giorgiati's up there he's and he's he's trusting in their abilities to to mark the ball that he can move up and and if, um, and try to try to create something. So yeah, but you don't want to see Dixon up there if you don't have to because that's that's the sign of the game is you know he's trying to get the game moving um, in a way that you know stemming a tide that's not going well. So it just didn't work, um, and so it'll be an interesting one at the selection table this week against Richmond, which I'll talk about that one more when I do a Rich, Richmond preview. But it, it's um yeah but then you know the second half Marshall comes out and kicks three goals after after we all put him, put him after we all sat there on our own chairs and 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 said oh, I'm not sure this is working um you know he looked good in that second half but again the game was lost at that point but um the second half was um a good sign as to where the side is at mentally it's um it is always a good sign when, when you're beaten and this side will have well known at half time and who knows what the speech was at half time, Hinkley and the coaching staff. It would have been keep doing your work and see what happens. You know, this game's still there. Um that's what that's what you say. Um and look, to be fair, it is you know, fifty two points has been has been taken back um before at half time, so it can happen. Um but I think most of us knew that barring a miracle it wouldn't. But um <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Had a sudden sneeze come up, so I had to stop recording real quick and get that one out of the way. Um, but yeah, I think we all knew um, at halftime that it was done, and just the response. Um, I I sat there watching, just was looking for the response of how we'd look in the second half and kind of and just add, add, and you know doing this. I want to see the whole game and um, work. You know, as a young man, I would have just turned it off and um, played video games or something probably, um, because it's just how I cope with um, <laughs> things. But I was. Bit more, um, you know, uh, I have that ability to just sit there and go objectively and just go, okay, we've, this game's done, and uh, see how these guys are looking and how they respond. And you know, a good side does um, battle through the four quarters, even if the game is lost. And and there's a particular thing that um, this little thing called percentage that is actually important to this the season, no matter what um, how the game is going. Uh, you don't want to let that blow out to a seventy, eighty-point loss because. That would have been really um it would have affected the table for this weekend as it is. Uh we we uh at one point the live ladder had us in fifth or sixth below West Coast and then at the end of the game we were in fourth above West Coast. So that kind of just shows um, you know, just how quickly things can change as far as the live ladder goes and, and the and the end of the weekend ladder and, and what the percentage does and, and fighting back from fifty two points down at halftime, Um if West Coast had continued at that pace, um, or if we had just let the game go you know, they can blow it to sixty seventy and you know, sixty seventy from fifty two is only, you know, um, you know, one to three goals. You know, it's not that much, but they can drastically alter the percentage. Um, you look at you know, the dogs having a big win over the Roos, uh, has their percentage by sixty points, um, up to up to uh the top of the table. So um you know, when we look at look at all that and put that together, it's just like winning winning that second half was an important step both for the team to figure some things out in the run against a good team, um, you know, and then and then get that percentage points and and, and show that, you know, because a blowout's going to look a lot worse than, um, you know, 37-point loss. Um, people that watch the game go, yeah, the context is that the second half was a let, let off a little bit, but, um, you know, West Coast certainly would have, at halftime, if they, they have a 52-point lead, they would have been looking to try and... They want to make a statement, too. And they did make a statement, but you know they would have been looking to keep that going. You know, if you ask all of them, they want to, they'd love to have beaten us by ten, ten plus goals um, by the end of the game. That would have been their goal at that point of the game. So to come out and um, and stem the tide and and take a little, and there was a little bit of control there at times. You know, we never fully controlled the game, but um, we just made it a little bit harder on them, and we upped our pressure a little bit, and and some of the big bodies got involved a little bit more, like um, you know, Boke and... and Cohen. And, and, you know, a lot of the young blokes, um, you know, Dersmer and Houston and all those guys really impressed me on the night as well. And, um, yeah, yeah, the second half was a good sign as to where, um, you know, just the mentality of the side is you know, these things like – because that, that's the kind of game that can, you know, destroy people if they if it goes the wrong way. But we, we bounce back. And you just you just got to look at it in isolation. It was one really bad half um, that defined the game. Um, but it's in round three. Um I think someone on Twitter, I can't remember who, made the point of some big losses that Port had in 2004. None of us remember those now, do we? Now, I remember watching them. Um, yeah, there's some big, big ones then. And I remember watching them at the time and, you know, you had the similar reaction. It's like, how is has this team been a premier But then you win the premiership at the end of the year and then 20 years later, someone brings up and you go, oh, fuck, yeah, we did lose by a bunch in some games. Um, you know, five losses in 2004, you know. Um, these things happen to good sides. Good sides have bad days against other good sides. Um now if you had a bad day like that against um the kangaroos, you'd be really, um, really starting to starting to scratch your head. But um West Coast um uh, won a premiership only a couple of years ago, um they're good good side still. Um they're um you know, and we and we had the un- unlucky um part of like playing against Luke Shu in his first game and until he popped his hamstring again, um he was looking pretty good. So um, this was probably like the best West Coast side you you may see this year, depending on how shoe he's going. Um, so there's a, and it does sound like I'm making excuses, but no, it's there is excuses and then there's um you know being pragmatic about things and and just looking at all the facts and just and making making it a determination that yes we had Port can be better than that and we should be better than that and there's no excuses coming out the way we did, but you can look at it and go. This is round three. This is our first big two, And this is um, the other thing that I want to talk about. And I guess it's just naturally coming up now is that, um, you know, the weird preseason we've had as we come out of the COVID, COVID year we had, and this is still a COVID year as we're seeing some little, you know, the crowd impacts. And then we're seeing some games shifted already. Um, we're still dealing with those things, even if it's not as, um, not as at the front of our minds as it was last year. Um, but the COVID there was COVID travel impacts on our preseason. And so we were meant to go over to the West and play West Coast at the in our preseason. And then that didn't happen. And so we played the Crows twice and the Crows look now look like a lot better team. And um, I wish we'd seen that Crows team in preseason. And maybe look, if we didn't, we were still doing that to them, who knows, but that Crows team didn't exist in preseason. So we had that preseason and then we go into the kangaroos in a short little, short little, um, tough battle the to start aside. We went through that one pretty comfortably once we clicked into the gears and then Essendon again, we had the fast start and got off the ground early in that one. We hadn't had a test, um, since Richmond prelim last year and, and not that that should be an excuse, but, um, Again, it's just it's a, we've had such a soft start that um you know just whether... weather and these players are prepared they know that West Coast is going to be a different beast but then they still hadn't actually had that that bruising battle on the body um like they did in those that first half so there are a lot of reasons that you can look at and which one is true who knows but I just look at all these all these factors and go there's a lot of reasons and ifs and buts and whys as to how this kind of result might have happened and the good thing is it's happened in round three rather than round 23 and we can and um as the, my one of my new favorite terms from the from the uh, making their mark documentary you can take some learnings from this um because it's round three and you can you've got game tape early from against one of the one of the better sides in the competition to look at where where the battle was won and lost and and um not that you want to have losses like this to um teach your team from but that Look, this is the this is this is the positive that you can take from a match like this, is that you can grab grab that game tape and say and look at a lot of blokes on the on the field and just say look look what happened here what were you doing wrong because you're you're clearly you're being out outpaced and outclassed. Um, so there is going to be some um, some harsh video for some of the blokes on the field and. And it's not to say that their effort was not there, it's just that they, they weren't ready for the battle and so they probably there was a lot of flat footedness, a lot of reactive footy. Um, we went back to a lot of that uh you know, that that, that kinda overuse of the ball that was happening a few years back and you know there's a few few moments where it was really infuriating, you know. Um Ollie Wines when he's fifty out, you know, when he's confident he's um, you know, loading up. You load up, you it's either gonna get to the top of the square or you're gonna you're gonna blaze it wide, but um, at least he having a shot on goal but he tries to pass it in boards and it was never on And um, even one where Georgiades took it just north of the 50 um, and passed sideways and it was just a, what the kick wasn't quite re- there so it, um, so the player running in, like, I don't know if it was Houston or who it was coming in on that side but um, just kind of had to stop and gather a little bit and then the the West Coast defense was on him and it was just all those kind of little moments um, you know, that happened a lot in that game and Um, so these are the kind of things that the video will show. Um, you know, hopefully Hinkley's picked up on those things too. And 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 the coaching staff and the reason they're paid is that they're paid to do that. So I I have the full trust in them to do, do all those things and pick up on all those things that a lot of us that were viewing on TV at home were picking up on. There was some things happening that, um, haven't been a part of that game for a while now and, and, and seem to just creep back in. And, um, and that's, that's a learning to take from it is like, how do you how do you better um, adapt to a situation when the game is going south? Um, because you can, you know, a team can hit you and hit you in the mouth, and you can come back from it um, quickly. And we've done that before. We've had games where teams have hit us, hit us early, and hit us a couple of times, and we've um, had the had the game plan to switch on and and get back into the game, and it just didn't happen. And um, you know, there's a lot of people saying, you know, Hinckley's lack of Plan B again and all that stuff, but um, you know. We'll, that that criticism will be more warranted if it continues to happen a bit more this season, and we we'll, and look this this game this week against Richmond will be the, a big first test for that. Um, but um, you know, until until we, you know this this could just be um, we could look back later in the season and say, look, this one was just an isolated incident, and that's what we're all hoping for, and and I think that's what it like to me. That's what it was because I haven't seen Port look so outclassed like that since Geelong last year, which was. Um, Probably the one time um, that we looked really outclassed from the start of the game. And, and you know, when we look back on last season, that was a pretty much an isolated game. There was Brisbane earlier in the year last year, but we actually, in that first quarter against Brisbane, I think we kicked one goal six or something like that to Brisbane's 2-1 or something like that, so we actually, uh, far, like, I remember watching the game, thinking we've controlled this first quarter, and just haven't hit them in the scoreboard, and then they came out in the second quarter, and, and made us pay for it, so that was again, that was the different beast again, it was the really the only game that from the start, we looked bad last year with Geelong, and it was very similar to this game, and um, Geelong built a big big lead early, and then it kind of just filtered out towards the end, Um, so, you know, this one could just be, and that's what we we're hoping for, is look back, isolated incident, and, um, and that's what we've got to do as port fans is um try to um you know you can be critical um of the team and and look at look at the th- the, the things that are there that are, um are worrying because that's what we do as fans is we find the find the thing and a lot of there's been a lot of good commentary out there that but um it's not to overreact and and doom and gloom it and say that this team can't win a premiership because there's one result because um yeah, even even Essendon in um 2000 in the year 2000 lost the the, the doggies in around what 21, 22 somewhere in there when they they were so close in an undefeated season. It's um it just doesn't happen. Um, in the AFL, um you have teams have plenty of bad losses in seasons and, and still go on and win premierships. It's all about it's all about having a solid game plan and and the talent to talent to um to put that game plan on the park and. And uh, and the trust in yourselves to be able to do to be able to take those results win or loss and um, go forward the next week and still execute and believe in the and believe in the game plan. I think that's what we've seen so far this year and last year as well as that this team does have a pretty good trust in its systems and its game plans and and when we have results like this to be able to adjust and and make sure they don't happen again because you know Geelong last year we had that game and then we come into the finals and in a high pressure game get out with a win um, a big win against Geelong so you can even learn and and come up against the same opposition later in the year and have a completely different result. So um, there are a lot of learnings to take um, from that one. Um, what else did I learn from this one? Um, look, the def- the defense, um, there were some structural issues going on there. I don't know if, And I think it was just the, the the volume of ball coming in and and the fact that we're turning it over um, in midfield so often that the de- defense was gone. Because we do have a, an attacking defense in a sense. Um it's not designed to be, you know, backpedaling a lot. And he, he just had a few moments where Aliyah was caught out and running back for the flight. And, you know, the ball was, you know, he's trying to dive back and, and affect the spoil, as, but the the player is already in position to take the mark. And Aliyah's just too out of position. And it happened a few times with Jonas and, and Cleary as well. It's just, they're out-muscled a little bit um, at times, but it was just, it was, the ball was coming in at such volume. Um, and so often, and often from turn and turnovers in midfield as well, and... And then quick movement from midfield. It just it you know you can see where the defensive structure can struggle in those times. But it was also the first real sustained pressure kind of game they've they've had to deal with as well. So you know again learnings. Um, what can they take from that? There's a lot of video there to of how to how to um, you know our first rule first rule test against another team playing really well with the new rules. You know. Um, you know, we've looked like a team that can really adapt as really adapted well to the new rules and and how the game is being played now the first couple of weeks of the year and then um, West Coast came out and um, gave us a little bit of a taste of the medicine um, as it as it feels coming from the other side so again um, the things that you can learn from that will be important this week and um, and you know it will be interesting to see how the defensive structures work this week um, you know and the learnings they take from that to take into Richmond again that preview will come but um, you know I'm really you know, I don't enjoy losing like that, and um, you know, I had to, I had a rough day at work that day, and then I came in, came home, and just had to sit there and have a few beers after the game finished, just to try to calm my brain and and enjoy and uh, get a moment of joy out of the day, really. But, um, I am the type of fan that after a couple of days, I go well, you just got to shake it off, um, get to the next 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 game, and 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 look at the things that you can take from that, because, um, it is. Cliche to say, but you know every loss is a ch- is a chance, and that that is the actual brutal truth of sports all around the world. Is every loss is um, a coach's greatest chance to actually learn from something from his team, and that's that's the truth. Is because you just don't learn as much, and you don't want to have to learn as much if your team just keeps winning. Then that's you don't need to learn as much because everything's going right. But if you do get a loss, that is the the coach's greatest opportunity is to find out some the holes in their side, and that's what we're really we saw a lot this this week at the, um, the midfield. Um, we'll have to look at just the, the, the tweaks to make that a little bit tougher and, and, and be able to deal with that kind of pressure. And like I said, the Power Peppers and, and those the ilk that will be coming back into the, into the fold in future weeks will be important in that because Power Pepper is the kind of player that does really, um, in those kind of moments, does st- sometimes stand up and, and really try to take the initiative back. And um, And then, yeah, the forward line. There was a lot of dis- dysfunction in that first half. I mean, you know, there was a few marks that could have been taken that weren't taken, and and then the defensive structures as well. So there's a lot of things all around the park that we um, worked on this week, and and I'm kind of really excited to see how we respond now after this one. It's um a good chance, and look, um, you know, Richmond is no easy no easy one this week. So it's um a, a defining week in our in our season already early early on, and it doesn't mean whatever happens this week we will define the season. But it's an early definition moment to um. To see where we're at, and um, show the rest of the AFL world what we, we what we believe about our side as well. So, really good chance this week. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I can't really think if I've got anything more to say. This preview, this review, was really kind of a rambling one. Um, I really just wanted to get my thoughts on the thoughts out there about it and try to try to have some levity about the whole thing while while still maintaining that it is a, dis- a very disappointing loss and um, it just is what it is. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I'm trying to think if I had anything more to say about the forward line. I don't think I did. I think it was just, um, oh, no, the last thing I wanted to say was, um, you know, the, the other one that um, people have mentioned was Laddams um, in the ruck and look, he was, he was quiet the other night and he probably hasn't had his best couple of weeks, um, Laddams, but, um, I think he, there was a couple of moments he just needs to clunk his marks a little bit better He has a couple of moments where he actually had the best look at the mark and he whether he's oh, slightly overran it so he's like reaching back a little bit as he's at full extension to take a mark um I did notice that a couple of times and it just he uh, he had two ha- good hands on it and then just dropped it as he impacted with the ground and um you know that happened a couple of times that could have very much changed changed that perception of him on the night um so who knows there um but yeah i think Adams. um The two ruck thing had to happen in that game because we were already, it was going to be a tough battle anyway. And, um, I think he has to stay on the side for me. Um, and, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of the, the, the thing, good thing is at the moment, um, we do have a lot of depth. There are some tough decisions to have at the selection table, which, um, will happen more when we talk about the preview this week. Um, yeah, as my cat just decides to say hello at the door. Um, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of decisions to make. Um it would be interesting to see what um you know Bergman was unlucky to miss out this week and um yeah, I think uh he he that kind of game would have been a real good chance for him to see where he's at as far as that kind of game goes too. So yeah, um a few guys that um they're probably still looking a little bit um you know Hartlet. It's um I, lo- I love him, uh, um but he's just looking a little slight slightly behind the pace a little bit for the game at the moment, so whether um he he needs a couple of weeks in the in the sand to um you know just just get back to where 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 we know Hammer can play like he's a he's an elite player and a, uh, just a, just a real um asset to the side when he's at his best when he's you know when things are slightly off for him it's um sometimes that it's just sometimes the one of those holes and you know when Bergman's in the you know Bergman looks good as well he he you know he could, he's very stiff to miss out too so it will be interesting to see where we go from that this week um there's a lot of guys knocking on the door um. As well, so um, to, yeah, that, that kind of result is the kind of result that does open up some open up some avenues into the side as well. So yeah, a lot of learnings to take from that. But West Coast, unfortunately, too good for us in the night. Um, Thirty-seven point win in the end um, for the for the West Coast Eagles, and but um, some things to take from the game for Port Adelaide as well. So not all doom and gloom, um, as much as it felt on the night. Um, I needed a few beers to deal with it, but um, yeah, a result that. Can be utilised very well if Port Adelaide respond the right way, and I think um, we have the side and uh, we have the side and staff to be able to make sure that happens. So um, this week will be a big one. We'll um, get the preview out soon, and um, probably uh, yeah, th- at the latest Thursday night I think will be when the preview comes out. So it's out for the Friday because it is a Friday night game this weekend. So yeah, everyone be ready for that one. That's going to be big, and they'll, they'll need us there at the Adelaide Oval um, at our absolute best on um, on the on our side of the fence, so they can be at the absolute best on their side of the fence. So let's go. Let's, um, not, let's not let dwell on this one too much. It's round three. We're going into round four. There's plenty of season to come and plenty of Port Adelaide, good Port Adelaide football to come as well if we utilize this one the right way. Let's go.